welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand, or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward, practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, colour-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to today's episode. My name is Melissa Robbins. I am bringing you today a live that I did during the week talking all about trade shows, the wrap up, what it means to show up, what it means to be there, what it means in this day and age of market, you know, current market conditions to be at a trade show, what it means for the retailers, the buyers, um, the brands. What are all the different experiences that people have and what are some things that I saw and noticed that took place and just some insights of, you know, I talk to a lot of people, anyone who knows who's there will know that I walk around, I, as any opportunity I get, I get, you know, to chat to all the different types of retailers and or brands and just see what's going on, what conditions of, you know, what's taken place, what's happened, how they've gone and all different types, which I think is the insight that's great because, you know, people will, I'm not giving away information here that is confidential. It is just all um, information that is shared openly or, um, you know, shared with, without actually disclosing, you know, everyone, any, who in particular these people are that I am talking about. So on that note, I'm just going to um, pass it over to the live. And so if you hear any little tweaks and um, variations in what I would normally have on the podcast, it's probably because I was recording live and hopefully you don't hear my dog barking too much, which was a little annoying. But anyway, um, if you do hear me refer to other things, it was because I was on the live. So I look forward to sharing this and just um, get those little bit of insights as well. And one of the great things that I actually did get from being at the trade show for myself was how much people did tell me that they do listen to the podcast and love listening to the podcast because for me, I can only see some, you know, numbers on the page. I don't get that direct instant feedback. So love hearing that. And I loved hearing the different insights people had about the podcast and what they'd love to see more of or hear more of. And also what the, um, you know, if you're able to post a review, um, share a review or share it with someone else, even in a story or that you're listening to it, you know, um, share what's going on. I would so appreciate that. And I would uh, love to be able to share that on my page as well, if you shared it with me. So look forward to um, you hearing this episode and um, again, getting some updates from me as well. So here we go. I'm going to share today some of my thoughts and experience from the trade show over the last um, four days in Sydney. So that was the Life in Style and the Read trade show that I was at. And a few people have asked me on Instagram messages or, you know, people who I've chatted to throughout the show as well what it was like, what people's experiences were, what, um, you know, how did everyone go, how many people were buying and, you know, the rest of it. So I just wanted to touch on that and talk about that. And there's obviously a lot of negative talk about, you know, the economy and the state of the market and the cost of living, which is all relevant market factors that exist. You know, they are there. But what I want to talk about was what was going on at the show and what that, how that impacted that as well. So, 
as a generalisation, I would say that probably numbers are, were down compared to normal, like the actual people going through and the actual buyers. That's because definitely at the time where people necessarily can't necessarily invest, actually go to the shows and do their buying, are the ones who might be struggling a little bit more or just have to make different choices about you know where they're at right now and what they have to spend money on. And so I would say in general, buy numbers were down. But um, that doesn't mean that the buyers that weren't there were the right ones because they're the ones who actually were looking for new things, wanting to experience new things, looking for new brands, looking for connection again with the brands that they already buy from, going there to do all their buying because it's easier to do it all in one spot. Believe me, um, you know, the time I spent as a buyer, the more you can do in one space in terms of seeing the most brands that you possibly can rather than going to separate appointments away from your shop or, you know, doing the admin outside hours um, when you actually have a shop as well, the more you can do in one spot, the better. So that is one reason why a lot of buyers actually go to these shows is because they they want to do everything in that one spot. They want to um, simplify their buying process. They want to see all their brands at once. They want to, um, they might not buy on the spot, but they're actually going to, you know, make the decision making by actually seeing it, touching it, feeling it. And then Definitely as a buyer, you make better decisions when you're seeing something in person than you are just by seeing them from a catalogue or from a, um, you know, even a physical catalogue better. I always talk about that. Everyone knows that. Um, but that's better than just buying it from a, you know, computer screen. So the going to the show, um, experiencing brands, experiencing the sensations of the texture, the, um, you know, the scent, the fragrance, the, the way it feels, the way that the brand puts it all together, that can only be you know, received from doing things like the trade show, seeing the whole range, see how people style it, seeing how people, um, you know, wear it themselves or, um, you know, layer things together. All of those things come from doing the trade show. So there are more reasons why doing the trade show is even um, a better experience for the buyer. And then also for the the seller, the, you know, person who has the brand, being there means you get to connect with other people. You get to talk about, you know, things that are going on in your life. And as solopreneurs, oh, it can be, you know, tough just to do everything by yourself. So you're getting that connection with people and you only have to speak to one person who is in a row of, you know, five, 10 other brands that they'll tell you of all the connections that they've made and how that's going to have an impact on their business moving forward. I can tell you it's tr- it makes things go faster. Um, you don't, you feel less alone because you're talking about things that are going on. You get to share con- connect, uh, contacts and, you know, experiences that might have, you know, you've enjoyed or lots of people were sharing my podcast, which was amazing, telling me that they were sharing, sharing it with other people as well. And so all of those things you get to do by being there and um, having conversations and, you know, talking to your fellow exhibitors, um, going to an education series, which I know lots of brands can't get to um, because of the timing. But, you know, lots of people came to see me on the business couch. Getting to have that experience is not something you get from sitting at home you know, by yourself, selling by yourself. It's a really hard thing to do. So there's lots of different reasons that you'd go to a trade show, which I have talked about quite a lot, but I love, you know, reiterating all these different things too. A few little wrap-up things. It definitely is not great for everyone. Uh, Not everyone got orders, definitely not. Um, Some people got uh, 100 orders. I know, you know, a couple of people who had 
a lot of orders. Some people got a spoke to had fifty six orders and one hundred and seventy leads. So that's a lot of numbers, you know, that you're not getting by yourself. Um, or you can, but it takes time. Um, and some people got five orders, but they got really good orders, and they know that that you know they might have got a thousand dollar order, but they know that that customer will be worth ten thousand, twenty thousand, fifty thousand to them long term. Again, I'll repeat myself, but wholesale is about longevity. It is about um, building momentum. It is about chipping away at getting one store, two stores, 10 stores, 500 stores. There's someone else I spoke to during the show. They have 576 stores. Now, you don't get that from um, not showing up. So even though you might not get exactly what you want at the show, you've got to be there to figure out if that's going to happen. And you've got to show up consistently and you've got to be there again and again and again. All right. So um, And also, that's how you build your wholesale as well because that one store might be worth $300 minimum that you start off with, but over time maybe there are, yeah, 576 um that's crazy, right? But that's that's possible totally depending on what your product is and what your product mix is. Over time, that is a definitely possibility. Another brand that I work with, she's got 2,000 stores around the world. So, you know, that's a time factor and that's what wholesale is about, time and persistence and momentum because that one store might be a $300 but then, you know, they become a 10000 20000 I just repeated myself again, but it can happen. I see it again and again and again. So um, it definitely wasn't great for everyone. You've got to have a unique selling point. You've got to show me that something that's different or right now, the things that are selling probably better are those things that are consumable. Um, so, you know, whether it's beauty, whether it's something that, um, you know, food, it's something that gets used, candles, it gets used again and again and again. So a consumable is an easier sell. Price points where between a 20 to $100, not saying everyone has to be that, but they are the things that probably are moving faster right now and they're moving, especially if they're a gift, they're moving faster because of the economy. So that's just something to consider. Don't change your whole range for that, but just that is where it's at right now. You definitely need to share awesome packaging. So packaging is what sells retail. That can make a huge difference. That can have a huge impact on on you know being retail ready, being ready to sit on a shelf, being ready to showcase what your brand's about, your packaging tells a story for you. The people in store aren't always there selling every one of your products like you might be if you are selling at a market or something. So your packaging has to tell the story for you. Someone else I spoke to, we talked about one of my brands that has been in my roadmap program, you know, looking at her range now and she's got a real luxury range, a little luxury um, item. She needs to have a second swing tag on her product so that it tells a story for her and shares some of her story, her features and benefits that she might not be able to share or express just by, you know, on from the product alone because it's a fashion product as well. All right, so other reasons to be there. You're building relationships with your current stores, the ones that you already sell to. Having that connection, people buy from people. People love that human connection. So actually just having conversations, having chats, looking at people, you know, in the eye, that can make a huge difference. A lot of people said to me, I just love seeing my current retailers and half my orders have been from current and half have been from new. So that is definitely, you don't always go there just to get new people. You get to have relationships and conversations with your current buyers, which especially if you're with an agent or something like that too, um, you might not get that conversation piece or they're busy and you don't have time. You do lots of stuff on email. Having conversations can be amazing. 
can start collaborations and all sorts of stuff too. You get to see the whole range. So the buyer gets to see the whole range in one space and how you would represent it. You get to showcase it how you think it should be displayed. So that's not easy just to get across from photography. So having that opportunity to do it at the show means that you've got your whole range on um, display, which is amazing. I mean, people can see the vision for your brand and the way you curate it and the way you display it with the props or the product that goes with it as well. So that can make a huge difference. The buyers get to actually see the range, you know, on display how you envisage it because envisage it. Not everyone buys your whole range, but if they can see how you would put it together, that would definitely make people more inclined to buy pieces together as opposed to individual styles that they like. So for example, Kip and Co have a huge store, huge range. The way they put all of that together um, is going to impact the way that you buy. So because you might look at things and go, I want to buy this whole thing together, as opposed to if you've just got a catalogue and you you're just selling it in person um, in email they can't necessarily get across that story as well so that can make a huge difference people um, are still buying for their stores that's another thing like retail is not going anywhere it may slow down in different stages um, some stores are going to close some stores are going to open and that's another thing I know definitely lots of people who are opening stores so there's still people opening stores there's still people starting brands that is the way it's always going to go you going to go through quieter times and, you know, different stages of economy and market conditions, but people are still going to buy from a retail store and retail stores are still going to exist. We've seen over the last few years that that is not going to change, but you have to have a retail store experience that draws people in, makes them want to visit, makes them want to have an experience with you, has some sort of point of difference that they're not going to get from buying online. So those things are really important to um, understand that retail is not going anywhere, but you've got to make it special. You've got to have something that, you know, brings people and they have a memorable experience from being with you. So, People are still buying. People still need to buy. Buyers are still showing up. They're still there. They still want to go to trade shows to do all of it at once. They want to go and have that amazing experience of connection with brands, um, seeing things in person, being inspired by how other people lay things out and display thing and display things, um, stack them together, what um, color palettes they put together. A few people commented to me actually that they loved the amount of color that was around. So they were really um, inspired and excited by the amount of color that they could see in the collections because when you're walking the shows too and you're walking the um, aisles you get to see like all of it together so not just one brand that's you know done one thing but then you get to pick up trends and notice things that are going on and it really helps you you know see what might be coming for the future or trends or planning and you know like someone said to me what was it there's a cobalt color that they were seeing and I was talking about how that's you know coming into interiors um it's definitely something that's moving into direction oh even the color of life and style actually the actually sort of this color here they had lots of blues and tones like that so even the branding and stuff like that that you see or the new packaging coming out what are people doing what are people um, showcasing all of those things you get to see because you're there and you see it all together so it really gives you a different perspective than if you were just you know looking at your different catalogs and stuff like that so what i would say then overall um those who know me know i love trade shows i'm passionate about them i go to so many i have been to so many i've been involved in them for 20 years um i've been a buyer i've been an exhibitor i've been in the education been sort of all sides 
it is one of those things that trade shows I will always promote because I think as a retailer, I think it's a great way to see everything at once, to get that experience of what your brands look like and to pick up new things and, you know, to see those little bits of gold that you're like, I didn't see that the first time, but when I went back and, you know, walked the aisle again, I found this amazing vase or whatever it might be, amazing brand that I just didn't notice that first time because I was looking right when it was left or whatever it might be. So you get to see things that are different. As a brand, it is a way for you to be in front of buyers without barriers. So you're putting yourself out there and they're ready to buy. And if they like what they've got, they're going to buy you. So it removes barriers that you might have if you're trying to get in front of someone just by emailing them, popping into store and all that sort of stuff. It removes barriers for both people. So I love that about trade shows and I love that connection with people. I love that it's not just about the sales you get on the day. It's about the long-term value. It's not just about the sales you get on the day, but it's about the connections that you make. It's not just about the sales you get on the day, but what does that mean for the long-term build of your momentum? And yeah, how do you get to 576 stores? You get there by persistence showing up. Um, having the right information to share with people and anyone who doesn't have that and wants to join my wholesale program. I go through all of this and really minute detail about what this looks like, what your catalog should look like, what you should, how you relate to your buyers. And as I said, I work with retailers, I work with wholesalers because I've been both, I've got that experience of both. And I know that that connection between them and removing the barriers between them is such an important thing as well. All right. So just to sum up um, as an overall, let's see, um, trade shows can be amazing for lots of reasons. They can be not great for lots of reasons too, because you might not get any sales, but you're not going to get any sales if you don't go. So you've got to give that a go and keep trying, keep persisting. What can you tweak and what feedback did you get to actually help you move forward and change things and do things differently? I know, you know, I did a little display and change of one person's stand because they just weren't getting any interaction. And I was like, well, what conversations are you having with people and how are you actually approaching your selling? So she completely tweaked and um, flipped the way she was actually selling after our conversations and after the way I changed her stand as well. All right, so it's about building relationships. It's about seeing the whole range. It's about being inspired if you're a retailer. It's about um, doing all your buying in one spot, ideally. You know, you get to make decisions fast and quick. Um, it's about long-term value and it's about momentum. And it's about persistence and keep showing up and consistency. So I hope that has helped and I hope that you've taken a little bit about out about why you should be there or why you should go if you're a buyer and how you can tweak and change things. As I said, I've got my roadmap program, which is, sorry, it's there for retailers and it's there for wholesalers and working together and how you can be both be better in your the way that you work together, but also your sales and marketing and your pricing and your margins and understanding how to run a profitable product to product business in a sustainable way. Oh, I need a tongue twist. I need to make that easier to say. And then my wholesale program is just for wholesale. If you just want to do, you know, focus on your wholesale, build your wholesale. I'm going to have Jackie on here in a couple of weeks. I've got to connect that, Jackie, if you're watching this. She's just been through my wholesale program and she has is smashing it. Like, She's absolutely killing it. She has got, I think she said 11 stores, real, yeah, 11 stores in the last um, two weeks. And, you know, that's not even the ones that she got two weeks before that, but she was just really refined her approach, refined her catalog, refined her messaging, all of those things, her point of sale, all of those things, and she's just now killing it. So I'm going to get her on to talk a little bit about that too. 
love seeing this transition of people like, you know, how can I you if I've got a product, how can I get it out in front of more people? How can I work with my retailers in a better way to actually help them sell through more? How can I support my retailers to get them to sell more? And then they obviously buy more and they've got the physical shop that they're trying to sell my product. How can I back them? How can I support them? That's really important as well. All right. Um, and another thing I just wanted to note, which I might do a little another separate story on, but don't think you have to have a huge range. Some people start with one product and you can do that and then you can expand. Don't think you have to have a huge catalog of products to be able to sell wholesale or to be able to do a trade show. You do not. You can have one product and you do your one product well. If that's got a really unique selling point and really good story behind it, that is okay. You do not need to have multiple products at all. So just keep that in mind. Just Yeah, look forward to hearing feedback. If anyone has any questions, just let me know. DM me um, and yeah, I look forward to sharing more about um, why my passion for all this stuff as well because it gets me gets me excited all right i'll speak to you soon thank you thank you so much for listening to the lotco business podcast if you enjoyed this episode please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released and i'd be so so grateful for a review on apple podcast if you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon.